Okay, so maybe I'll start. Thanks, Sukanshi, and, and thanks, uh, Paul and Kalia, for joining us from Credmark. Um, we do these AMAs every other Friday, and we just try to bring on interesting uh, protocols, projects, partners who have something to offer uh, DAOs, specifically DAO, uh, DAO treasuries. Uh, and hopefully this will be interesting for people who are responsible for, for treasury management. Um, so again, thanks, thanks for coming on. Uh, hopefully it'll be an interesting discussion. Um, so we, um, we started working with Credmark as we started to build out our V2 of CoinShift. Uh, CoinShift uh, provides treasury management uh, tooling for, for DAOs. Our focus on V1 was more on, on payouts and making the experience uh, specifically for Gnosis Safe users um, more seamless, more enjoyable. Um, but as we moved to V2, we realized we need to add other functionality, including asset management and some other things. And when, once you get into asset management, you get into risk assessment. And that uh, we, we quickly learned that we need to be working closely with with projects within D5 that are working on risk assessment. This is something that we definitely, as CoinShift, can't manage ourselves. And that brought us to, to Credmark. So um, maybe we'll start with that, uh, maybe with Paul, just for the, for, the, for the listeners here who don't really have any uh, ex experience with Credmark. What is Credmark uh, in the realm of risk assessment? You know, what do you provide and what's unique about Credmark uh, within D5? Yeah, so, um, so what uh, Credmark is doing is uh, we're providing a platform that allows anybody to provide risk models um, that are then accessible uh, to, to the outside world. Um, we're doing that by building a, a by curating uh, data um, and then, um, and then uh, allowing giving people the ability to provide these, these models and consume them. So, and how does that, so gotcha. So it's more about a platform um, where you're kind of bringing together people who do the research and then people who consume the research. Is that fair, is that fair to say? And is that different from what others are doing on the market today? Uh, that, that's, that's absolutely accurate. Um, it, it is it is different um, in the sense that uh, well first of all we have a a very professional team of uh, of people from the risk space um, and uh, and so we are building out internally the first version of uh, of a lot of the models that uh, that people need um, we are making these available via API so people can build them directly into other platforms. And that's uh, that's something that that uh, no one else is doing at this point. And so that's it's kind of interesting because I would imagine to kickstart something like that is quite a challenge, right? I can see one model where you can just bring on a bunch of experts to do risk assessment and then make that available on the market. Uh, but you're basic by building a platform. Uh, you know, you're going to kind of create this ecosystem, um, but to kind of kickstart that, it seems like a challenge. So how have you approached that? Have you, have you kind of started with your own experts to just build out initially the, the um, you know, the kind of this initial risk assessment modeling and then others come along or how does that, how does that start? I guess. Well, it, 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 you're right. It is a challenge. It's the kind of challenge, the challenge that every, every DAO faces. Um, but, uh, uh, yes, yeah, so we we are we are getting the ball rolling. Um, we already have community involvement. Uh, one of the one of the first ways that people can contribute is by contributing uh, contributing information to our risk library. And our risk library, you can think of as kind of the map for what we are planning on doing on the platform. And um, and uh, so so. You know that that's that's the strategy we're taking. The engagement we've, we've we have so far has been uh, far higher than we anticipated at this point, and we think it's just going to keep growing. Uh, one of the things we've done, and that 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 people will see as we release um, the next version of our platform, 
is we're providing incentives for people to contribute and curate models. So if I want to um, get access to your risk library today, uh, do I just go on your app and do that? Or what do I need to do to kind of, to get access to the research that you've already done? So the risk library is available. You just go to our site to uh, credmark.com and you can get to it from there. Um, and, uh, and you can start contributing to that uh, immediately. There's, uh, there's, there are instructions, you can become an editor. Uh, any, anything, anything that uh, you have expertise in, provide the content, then you do the equivalent of a pull request. This is all Gitbook-based. And, uh, and then one of, the, one of the, the editors that the community has, uh, has approved will then go through, make sure that the content is high quality and uh, after some possible back and forth, publish it. Okay. And I guess and I'm motivated to do that because I'm paid in your, you have your own token, I assume, and then I'm paid for that work. Is that the way that, is that the way it works? Token. Yes, it is. So, so we will pay people for contributions. All right. And the people who, so there's people who can just come to your site. They have some knowledge about some aspect of risk management, risk assessment, rather, or risk modeling. And they contribute to, or they, they start from scratch and build their own, or they contribute to something that's already there. Um, and others kind of review their work, um, and they kind of uh, confirm or validate that that work is correct. And I guess everyone in that process is receiving, I guess, tokens for the work that they're doing in moving this forward. Is that is that right? That's right. So. Um, so that's so the people creating the models. People are well, reviewing well, them. The, Go ahead. Yeah, just just to be clear, the risk library is a is a source of information. Um, the next step is the risk model itself, or the the risk modeling platform itself, which is not yet public. Um, but uh, but there, people will then be able to take uh, information, or you know, if if they're if they're experts in risk. They may have written and contributed to the risk library, and then they'll turn around and they can actually just implement models on the platform. And it will be the same kind of the same kind of mechanism, uh, where they will submit a contribution. We can test it uh, against um, either existing models that do the same thing, um, uh, or if it's a brand new model, we'll have our we'll have our own data to test it to validate that uh, that it's high quality. Um, we are going to make it somewhat competitive because when people need a model, um, they will they will by default get the model that we 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 have shown performs best. Um, that doesn't mean that people can't um, can't ask for a specific model, but by default they get what we consider the best performant model. And the reason that's important is because the author of these models are compensated when they're used. Ah, okay. Um, so it's, uh, it's, let's say, almost performance-based. So the more use the model, the more, I guess, tokens the person earns for developing the model. Is that right? Correct. That's right. And how does, so again, I'm thinking from a, from a coin shift point of view, and, and when we approached Credmark, the, the story was we have um, our own users. They're starting to be active more and more in DeFi with their treasury, but they want some sort of certainty um, around, you know, the investment options that they're choosing uh, or some guidance. And that kind of implies that those risk, the, the risk assessment has been done already by somebody, let's say Credmark. So is it, is it just that you're starting to build up your own library now or, or models, if you will, risk assessment models of various protocols that exist today? Uh, or is it there's kind of these um, requests coming to you that says we want you to do, I don't know, sushi swap or whatever, and then based on that request from somebody, you go out and build a model. Well, we we already have a lot of a lot of work in our in our pipeline, um, but we absolutely will uh, accept uh, requests from the community, and that will that will certainly guide the order in which we do things. 
that also I think plays into the risk library a little bit. So one one thing we're trying to do early on here is open up the risk library for community contribution. I think on on one hand that that starts the process of sort of a community validation, sort of the best of all the minds, um, defining what the what the sort of need is in the market. Um, so that when we get to the modeling piece, you know, not only do we know what we need and we can sort of bootstrap some of that with our internal team, but we've already started the process of uh, community contributions So say, you know, we've talked to you guys and you know that you need a model to assess risk in of, and that's public in our risk library. Um, you know, by the time that our our platform goes live, maybe there's a guy that works for Av or is tangentially related, and he can start to model, you know, some things that might be useful um, to to you guys or other people in the market. Um, so it's kind of we're, we're laying the trail of breadcrumbs now, so that when when the when the platform goes live, we have this sort of adversarial environment set up, so that the best models float to the top. So the risk library exists now and it's being built, it's, it's being, uh, you're building that out. It has like lots of data from various sources. When I go to your app, I see you have a risk terminal, but to get access to that, I need to be, I guess, staking your token. So what do I find when I stake your token and go to your risk terminal today? Yeah, if you go to our risk terminal today, you will find it's actually a good uh, representation of how the flow will go once the platform's live. So just for example, for folks on the call, we did a piece of research with um, CoinShift on Avin Compound covering some very general protocol level risk factors. We did that as a, a static written report. And then what we did is we took that uh, and we created models, more dynamic models that bubble up those risk metrics, something called VAR and LCR and a few other things. Um, so that they're live, you know, you get a, a live feed of those risk metrics. So that's sort of how the flow will work. That's what's up on our platform now. Um, the VAR and LCR metrics for Avin Compound, but also that's a representation of the flow from risk library, you know, a need is documented, something's defined there. And then we go and, and we take it, we make it dynamic, we create the models um, that will run that sort of, make it available via, via API. Um, right now the risk terminal though is, is a, a way to visualize what you could do with our data. And who um who do you kind of envision being consumers of this uh, of this data and this modeling that you're doing? I mean, clearly from our point of view, it's super interesting because we can start to make this analysis available to our users who are starting to you know invest whatever in, into DeFi. So that's clearly one one use case. But I'm just curious, what other use cases are there? Who other what other people are you targeting for this for this uh, for this for modeling of this data? Yeah, so uh, to start, we are a DAO and we want to target other DAOs. So we're a big proponent of the DAO to DAO model, you know, creating an ecosystem, a distributed ecosystem. So to, to start, we're looking for mostly other DAOs that are interested in risk management, interested in maturing their risk management and getting some things that are, that are super useful for them. And for that market, we're mostly looking for um, basically API clients, folks that want to consume our metrics and feed, uh, you know, whatever internal risk, risk needs that they have. Um, we've also, uh, we're obviously producing front ends in the risk terminal. That's a little bit more of a, a retail focus, but, uh, as this continues to progress, we want to see more and more of the decision-making to the community. And so while we're starting with DAOs, you know, maybe there's a big retail need and we've got a bunch of folks that have picked up CMK and want to vote on that. And uh, that is uh, the, the thing that we'd work on. We'd incentivize with CMK to build out and or, you know, we're very uniquely staffed right now with risk, risk experts on our core team. That may be something in the short to medium term we'd build out ourselves. What about insurance? I would assume that, I mean, that's starting to really I guess, explode. There's a lot of different providers now. 
Um, are they, I would imagine they would need someone like you to kind of help guide them through, you know, the risk profiles of various, you know, uh, um, you know, underwriting activities that they're doing. Are, are you seeing activity from them now? Yeah, actually, we've got a, a couple of partners that are, are working on insurance protocols. Um, so what exactly we provide, provide them um, is, is continuing to evolve. But the cool thing about our platform is there's sort of two things you can do with it. On one hand, you can consume sort of raw, think of it as raw ETL data, something human readable, but, but pretty raw. Um, so we could be a, a data provider from that standpoint, um, and they could create their own models. Or uh, I've been working with one protocol to, to figure out what the gaps in their sort of modeling are. And then that's something that we could work on providing in, in hopefully a distributed manner where we write up the need in the risk library, say we need this type of data for these types of protocols, Somebody creates a model, and then that's also available as a is a more complex um, piece of data through our platform. And so maybe maybe now, Tarun, a question to you on the CoinShift side. I remember my first day of starting with CoinShift. The first call we had was Credmark um, because of how important it was to the kind of the vision of asset management within CoinShift. So, you know how. Why did you get started with, with Credmark? Why Credmark? And how do you see them adding value in our platform? Hey, everyone. Yeah, I think I'd love to like tell uh, what I was thinking at that time and then what our team really decided like to go with Credmark. So basically, as we envision, you know, CoinShift becoming like the de facto sort of solution for providing like a complete sort of tooling for treasury management. And there are you know, all aspects of treasury management you need to solve. So the core sort of primitives for treasury management is like spending, uh, you know, you have asset management. And, and once you do, like, once you get involved into asset management, uh, you really need to look like, you know, what are the options available in the market? Like whether you should choose this protocol over other, right? Because you, it's, it's not retail or, or someone is just, you know, taking the decision on the runtime and just, boom, you are just, you know, deployed your assets into any, any protocol. But if you are a DAO or any organization, it takes some time to, am I, am I audible? Yes, you're good. You're good. Cool. Cool. So basically where I was like, I was telling this, right. Where, uh, when, when you really, as, as an organization or uh, DAO, you really want to deploy certain assets into certain protocol. You really need to assess the risk and then there are some blue chip definitely protocols are there uh, and you can just deploy the funds but uh, this is not you know viable for all other protocols right and how uh, we are thinking onto that side is like risk assessment and uh, is like a very crucial part of it so there are like you know multiple ways to think about it so in the beginning when we you know uh, like i researched or, or our team researched like on the risk assessment side, there are definitely some kind of static risks are there, right? Uh, where where you can you know just look at the history of the project or or like the smart contract auditing reports and all that, right? These are very sort of you know the initial points of risk assessment, I would say. And then you can see on the governance side or or like you know how decentralized is the admin keys and all that. But these are like more on the static data, and definitely you can just you know reassess this after maybe you know a quarter or, or something like that but there are some kind of dynamic risk associated because we are dealing with like a lot of financial primitives and and those risk really differs as per the protocol differs right so maybe the risk for uh you know uh doing like lp positions on uh balancer or uniswap is entirely different than uh, sometimes uh, you you if you want to evaluate for Aave or compound like because the financial primitive how it is designed is entirely different so that's how you know we, we wanted to have something like which you know dynamically can uh, provide uh, the the sort of data like let's say you have liquidity risk uh, maybe you want to notify your you know current users on coinship dashboard how will you really do that that is not going to happen with the static data reports and all that so for that kind of system we we need like a you know library or or a data where we can just on the runtime, we can just tell this, like this position is risky or, or uh, you know, through some data points. 
so th these are like some of the ways you can just guide the user nobody can say in, in you know defi today like this is risky this is not risky that is not i think we want to also call ourselves be a provider for that uh, we just want to provide like the relevant data points uh, with with par by partnering with the great sort of you know teams who, who are experts in that and just you know telling and guiding the user like this is the risk at least you are taking and you should know it and it's up to the user like uh, you know whether they want to make that decision or not but having some kind of consumable sort of api is is only possible through a system like you know credmark and and that's how you know we we got connected through them and then then we obviously worked together on the ave or compound thing so that's how we we got started and when you know exactly and the, and the way you describe it, it it almost sounds like uh, a rating agency in a way right that someone is saying this protocol has a certain safety rating and in this case it potentially is credmark i'm wondering on the credmark side do you view yourself as a rating agency and i, I would imagine that opens up a whole can of words worms from the regulatory environment but how do you view yourself in, in the sense of a DeFi, Moody's, or Standard & Poor's? Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, when you talk about a Moody's or a Standard & Poor's, they, they are working off of decades of data, and they've got really robust processes, and, uh, I mean, they've been around for, for 80 years, 100 years. Um, what we are doing at Credmark is is more uh, the risk environment in DeFi is so immature right now. Um, we are really we're laying the building blocks, just being able to have the data, the primitives, the uh, the high fidelity data. Uh, at caveat, the financial primitives, all the things that would allow something to build something like a ratings agency. Uh, in DeFi. So in short, I, like, I don't, I think that most people in DeFi really don't understand risk. And that's part of where the, the risk library comes in. Um, and just being able to educate people on what risk is, how you approach it, that sort of thing. Now, uh, if somebody wanted to take our data or our platform and, and build a ratings agency on top of it, you know, a couple of years down the line, when the risk environment has started to evolve, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be, I think that'd be a great use for our platform. I don't think that that's what we're doing now though. The way I'd, I'd really describe it is if the Lego blocks of DeFi make up a financial institution, what a financial institution would do right now, what we've identified is the risk piece is, is missing. So in a bank, they've got capital, they've got people that, that trade, you know, put money into the markets. But on top of the traders, there's a really robust risk framework. We think that's missing, and that's what we're starting to try and build with Credmark. So you're collecting the data, you are building the models, or you're, at least you are um, enabling, maybe internally, but also through your community, people to, to build um, uh, models on top of that data. But your vision, as for Credmark at least, is not to become, um, you know, a rating agency, not to say this is a triple A protocol and this is only triple B or whatever, but maybe someone builds that on top of your data. Is that right? Yeah, maybe this is a cop-out answer, but we're trying to build a DAO <laughs> more than anything. Um, and if our, if our community decides that we need to become a ratings agency, um, we'll do that. But uh, right now it's it's providing the, the building blocks, the foundation to, to enable, whether it's a ratings agency, whether it's something else entirely, um, we wanna make sure that the, the infrastructure is there for, for really robust risk management in DeFi. And you talk about the um, the maturity or lack of maturity within DeFi. And when we compare it with traditional finance and, and, and agencies like uh, Standard & Poor's, fair enough. What are some of the other kind of challenges? Because I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of your team 
comes from you know, traditional finance and, and kind of risk assessment in that realm. What, what are some of the major challenges, other than just the, the immaturity of the space, when trying to do risk assessment in DeFi? Um, well, Paul. so I'd say there, yeah, I'd say I'd say there 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 are a few things. Um, the the biggest is simply a lack of history. Um, now, anybody who's done uh, who's built risk management models knows that uh, there's you 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 base a lot of models on historical data, and um, it, DeFi just hasn't been around very long, right? We we only have about three years of history. Um, we think the numbers are big, but compared to traditional finance, the numbers are actually very small. So, so, uh, so they are, our, our, our risk guys really have to, have to work very hard to offset, um, the data that, that exists and also to offset the, the volatility that such a young industry has had to deal with. So traditional finance, we've had, we've had hundreds of years um, of, of, uh, of activity. And one of the things that financial markets do is they, they tend to dampen volatility. It's one of the reasons that, uh, that a lot of instruments are designed and ultimately used. And we just haven't gotten there yet in, uh, in DeFi. So, so we're developing all sorts of techniques internally to deal with this. So, so, you know, the fact that if you look back a year ago at the price of ETH or Bitcoin, for example, you just can't compare them to, to today and, uh, and the kind of hyper volatile events that take place, um, are, are unexpected and can have a huge impact on the output of a model. So um, I, I'd, I'd say that that is, that is by far um, the biggest issue that our uh, risk team has to deal with. Is there something like, because obviously when you talk about, you know, historical data, I mean, it is what it is. And time, you know, is, is marching forward the way it always has, I suppose. But there's just, things just move so quickly in DeFi. I assume then we don't need to wait though 20 years to build up kind of the data that would have taken maybe in traditional finance to be able to have more robust models just because of all the data we have available in DeFi? Or am I completely wrong there? And just it's just going to be a long time before we get the level of maturity uh, we need for risk assessment. No, no, the, we're, we're, DeFi is moving at a, at a completely different pace. I mean, you, you, you have to remember that, 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 that you can uh, think about these things as, uh, as stack, stack blocks, right? So everything that's existed and everything that's been developed in traditional finance is available to us. And that's, that's really important. Um, so the, the, the fact that we don't have as much history um, is going to matter less and less um, pretty quickly. Another piece on that is, so I came from kind of the technology space in traditional finance and DeFi reminds me kind of almost like a leapfrog, uh, whereas traditional finance is bogged down with a bunch of legacy technology that's really hard to update. Uh, DeFi is using kind of the newest, the best, the brightest. Uh, and so the, the tooling and the types of platforms being built, the types of protocols that are being set up are maybe this doesn't pertain directly to risk, but they are innovative and they are new. Um, you know, so we don't face a lot of the legacy issues of trying to update systems, that sort of thing. Um, this is all very bleeding edge. So that may affect the capabilities. And certainly we see the technology moving super fast, which is, is really exciting. And I think we'll, we'll speed things along. Yeah, and, and, and earlier you, you made a reference to, uh, to regulation. Um, the fact that right now the space is, is completely unregulated um, allows us to experiment, allows the entire industry to experiment much faster than we can in traditional finance. And that's a, that's a very big factor. 
So just a reminder, um, we this is an AMA. It's not just me uh, asking questions, I hope. So if you'd like to ask something to Credmark or even to CoinShift, just raise your hand and um, we'll give you the floor. Uh, you can ask whatever you like. Um, so don't be shy. Um, maybe uh, if we can start to talk a little bit about not so much Credmark per se, but just the, what you see on the market now. You're obviously talking to a lot of DAOs uh, about risk assessment. You know, where are we right now from the from the general, you know, um, you know the typical DAO within DeFi? How are they using um, risk assessment tools? Would you, would you, you know, what state of development are they at right now? I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, one thing that I see a lot right now is um, projects are they're sort of foot in the door on risk management is figuring out how to avoid a lot of the DeFi specific risks. So things like rug pulls, vulnerability to uh, flash loan attacks, just because those are big, uh, oftentimes catastrophic breaches where folks can lose a lot of money. Um, now what we're seeing is folks have pretty good tools. Not all of them are widely available, but pretty good tools to manage some of that. It's pretty well understood. And we're starting to move from, you know, okay, we've got this covered to, we need some basically standard financial tools we've got the catastrophic risk. We know that this isn't a rug pool. Uh, how do we actually manage our treasury in a way that's fiscally responsible, not just operationally responsible? Uh, and that space is, is there's a couple of folks out there doing things, but there really isn't a lot available in the space of, you know, financial management, you know, moving towards something that's like a, a under collateralized loan. Um, and so I, I am excited to see where that goes, both with our platform and how people use it. Because I think that that opens Pandora's box in terms of what you can do with DeFi. I've, I've seen arguments along the lines of um, under collateralized loans are a necessity. It's going to take DeFi to the next level, open up a lot more um, liquidity. And others who say, no, no, it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, it's always going to be over collateralized within, within DeFi. So, I guess based on your comments, you would probably argue the former that under collateralized loans do have a place in DeFi and risk assess assessments a key part of that. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say that that's a, a fair assessment. And is anyone doing that? Yeah. Happening at the, at the uh, institutional level. Um, and that's just because there's a lot of data available um, for the people who are taking the loans out. Um, but there's no reason for that not to go downstream. It's just it's just a matter of time and maturity. And I would imagine when that happens, then the risk assessment is going to be a critical component there, right? It just can't happen without that um, uh, within DeFi. Is that fair to say? Well, there 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 are a bunch of um, aspects of risk assessment um, in in that regard, but. Um, you know, right now we're focused on assessing the risk of protocols, the risk of tokens. Um, when when uh, talking about the assessing the risk associated with a particular actor in DeFi, that's yeah. a, that's a that's a different perspective, um, one that we happen to be very familiar with, but uh, it's not our current focus. Gotcha. Uh, and by the way, is anyone doing that now that, that you're aware of? Let's say from the from the user point of view, assessing you know the risk of I don't know, is it a wallet address or whatever, or how, how yeah, would that so, work? So, so there 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 are people doing that, but they tend to take a very traditional approach. Um, so their their efforts to marry uh, information from traditional finance, or rather to bring it into DeFi. Uh, which is different from pure assessments of wallet behavior. 
Well, then getting back to just what you tend to focus on uh, and at the DAO level, and you have spoken to a lot of different DAOs, I'm sure. Um, you know, who, who's doing a good job of managing the risk or having, let's say, structure in place or um, you know, process in place to, to manage the risk as they make these investments um, you know, through their treasury? Can, can you name names or give an example of someone who you've been impressed with and why you've been impressed with what they're doing? So I'm trying to think in the DeFi space specifically. Um, talk to a lot of CDFI, we call it, folks that are uh, really pretty centralized, but they're providing folks access to, to DeFi. Um, they tend to take, like Paul was saying, also a very traditional approach. Um, they've got more robust, I think, um, risk management than, than your average protocol, but that's, I think a lot of it is because they have traditional finance people approaching it in a traditional finance way. Um, I, I hate to say it, there's not a specific pure DeFi group that that I think has, has taken a really robust approach to fiscal management in DeFi. Um, the examples I, that come to mind are mostly around, you know, smart contract risk, things like that. Uh, I haven't seen kind of a a really robust tradfi kind of actionable assessment that's openly openly um, available to people in in DeFi. Um, most of these the shops that are doing that kind of thing are, are super centralized. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like we're tooting our own horn, um, we, we are working really hard to, uh, to, to do just that. Um, and we're, we're, we, we want to be as transparent as possible. So um, every, we, we are, we're managing our treasury in cycles. So our risk team is defining um, asset allocation. Well, first of all, they're, they're defining a strategy with goals. Then they're defining um, specific asset allocation. We're executing on that. Um, we are we are publishing what we're doing, um, and uh, and then we're analyzing it at the end of each cycle. We're about to end our first cycle, so we'll put up analysis. Uh, I think that's going to be very very useful to people who have um, who who are dealing with this particular issue. Yeah, absolutely. It almost seems to me that even though the technology is what we all focus on, a lot of it is just about the, the processes, the, the people who understand it, and just kind of the implementation, right? Um, is, there exactly. any, is there any kind of um, you know, thoughts about Credmark uh, actually providing the, more of that as a service, going out and helping other um, you know, protocols understand, not just understand the risk through, through your platform, but just how to manage it, you know, more holistically, how to, how to you know, develop processes and everything else around um, treasury management and, and risk assessment. No, we have, this isn't, this is something, not something that we've even discussed internally. Um, I think, I think the best thing we can do is, is put the information out there and, uh, and see, see, you know, let, let people, let people learn from it. <laughs> We're certainly learning in the process um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> see where we go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all so new and we're all kind of making it up, um, uh, although hopefully rely, relying on some, some you know, uh, experience and standards, clearly. But, uh, yeah. Um, what about questions? Does anyone else uh, have any questions? Do I just keep going? I've got a question. Oh, great. So I come at this from uh, my, my background in, in web is, basically from when the app market uh, 2005 to 2013 uh, I, I, I was exposed to the potential of you know the what mobile applications did and uh, I, I actually am in a in the construction industry <clears throat> um, I built commercial construction all over the country uh, around the world and through through the the need we started developing productivity applications tailored to our business and it kind of grew from there into something that other other people in the industry would 
tap in us for? Just a little background. I'm not sure if I'm in the right place to have the discussion or the question that I have, but what I'm currently doing, so I have a, I have enough tech background from the development standpoint, can code a little, do understand the nuances of uh, all, all those new technology coming up with Web3. But I'm in the position where people have come to me, uh, brick-and-mortar customers, if you will, your, your, your day-in, day day-out businesses, and they're asking uh, from, a, from a developer standpoint in terms of uh, uh, actual construction, uh, you know, business districts, things like that, to set up a DAO that can be treated like a, you know, more or less like an investment fund. And the biggest hang-up we have trying to get this executed is uh, how, you know, how to manage that fund, how fluent can we make it, and is there a, a company that can, like was just asked, can consult us to help make sure that we set this up properly, because uh, getting into this, we're, you know, we're backed heavily because currently we, we do this around the country, uh, you know, for the past 15 years as a brick and mortar place, but with, with my comfort level with blockchain now and where it's come, I think it's time to look at how can we turn this in because it does open up foreign investors to be able to invest in what we do a lot easier. And we're, we're having we're having trouble as a team finding a solution because we're not coders, we're not full-time developers in this space, but we understand the value and we understand its application to what we do. Is there, you know, the risk assessment for Dow Treasury is what caught my attention with the with with the feed here, so that's why I jumped on and hopefully that's a question that could be answered here for some clarification. That's a, that Jim, that sounds like a really interesting project. I mean, I'd love to, to hear more. I'll uh, DM you after this, but there's a, a lot of approaches. Um, it kind of depends on one, the legal structure and, and, you know, how decentralized you can go, uh, based on that, um, which obviously we're proponents of, but, I mean, the idea here is that maybe we can produce some standardized metrics on certain protocols that, that at least give you an understanding of risk or something that's actionable so that, say, you've got money in protocols X, Y, and Z, and you know when to liquidate and move into uh, move into a stable coin, for example. Now, with your need, it sounds like you'd have something specific, and, and that's really the idea of our platform. So if, if you were able to define what it was that your project needed um, down the line when our platform's live, that's something that maybe we'd publish in our risk library with an associated reward. So, you know, we need this sort of thing to, to have our investors be comfortable, uh, whether that's raw data or whether that's specific models for the types of positions you're taking um, and investing. Um, but in short, that is exactly the type of thing we're hoping to service other DAOs that need risk management, um, and are able to pick up CMK and stake it on our platform to get what they need. Uh, it, it's difficult without kind of going into specifics on what you might need, but just using the example of what's on our platform now, um, Say we had VAR and LCR, which are standard kind of financial metrics uh, in the traditional finance world. That would give whoever's managing your treasury in the Dow some information on what the level of risk is and what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a really interesting project. I don't know that I answered your question, but I hope that helped. Yeah, I think it's workflows. Uh, at this point, and, and I am approaching this from a, you know, once again, a brick and mortar mindset because the the weird, the, the odd thing or the, the fortunate thing is the, the way the business exists now, it's, we have a long history. We get a lot of just, for lack of a better description, a blank check that people are investing almost sight unseen just based on the relationships we've built. And the fear is in this new space that we we break what we have as a brick and mortar existence, and because the the tech isn't there or the workflows aren't there, 
you know, a multi-sig seemed like the easy way just to create a board in the DAO, make sure all purchases are, tra- you know, are voted properly, they're signed off properly, and transactions are done. But it goes from the need to have, you know, digital currency trans, you know, transferred in the fiat to be able to, you know, write a check for, you know, your your tradespeople that would be, you know, coming in and you know renovating a building or you know repaving a road, uh, you know, those types of things. There's a lot of basic infrastructure costs that you see if it, you know, you're in a downtown district and they tear down a building and build a new one. That's basically what we're what we do. And we have a lot of interest in trying to make this a type of investment where investors don't have to see see it to the end. They can stake their their token or their their, their currency in it, and then there's lower options for, that can be bought and trade just based on the value of the project as it moves along from efficiency. Uh, it, trying to put all that into a a digital workflow is a lot more complicated with the crypto. You know, with a blockchain than it was with a mobile application, and that and that's that's the, the guidance we're looking for. So if, if you have some guidance there, I would love to you know DM me, please. I'd love to have a conversation about you know where we're struggling and where we might be able to go to to, to solve these problems. Yeah, um, that uh, it's, it's once again sounds like a really interesting project. I would refer you and i'll dm you as well to a, a project called dow masters that may be may be helpful there's a couple other that are helping trying to help folks set up DAOs. you know everything from legal structure to to tooling for things like managing your money um they'd probably be a little bit more useful than us but i'd be more than happy to chat and see if i can't push you in the right direction appreciate that i'll uh, i'll just sit back and listen yeah, and I'd also recommend if it's if it's collecting um, if you're putting a fund together to manage other people's money, it's more on the investment side. I think Enzyme Finance is a great great choice. Another partner of ours, and we had them on the AMA a couple weeks back. Um, and also look at Syndicate DAO, uh, which is kind of uh, DAOs for your own investment clubs. Um, that could also be an option. Um, yeah, you know, just something to check out. Any more any more questions from the audience? Nope. So so maybe um because we're almost running out of time, just uh, a couple of other things to wrap up. One is just the roadmap. You know, how do you see 2022 playing out for you? What do you expect to happen this year? What are some of the you know, big, big milestones um, uh, you're going to be uh, achieving this year. Sorry, I don't know if that question was uh, directed to me. My, my headset just turned off. Um, I didn't, and I didn't hear, I didn't hear the beginning of it. <laughs> so the, for 2000, no problem. For 2022, kind of the, like the roadmap, that you have um, kind of the big milestones you'd like to see achieved this year. What can, you know, users or potential users look forward to in 2022 from Credmark? Our, our big focus is, is uh, growing our community of modelers, um, having, having people use our platform, having it incorporated into um, other DAOs workflows, other DAOs systems, and uh, and I think we're we're well positioned um, to see that taking off in uh, in 2022. And looking a little bit further down the road, so in three or four years, when someone says this has been a great success, what are the two or three things I guess that that should have happened for you to say yes, we've we've been super successful as Credmark? Well, we, it's, it's hard to see that far, A, given how quickly things, uh, <laughs> things happen, and, uh, and also given the fact that, uh, you know, we're working, we're working very hard to hand the keys over to the community. So in a sense, the, the, the core team that got this ball rolling is, uh, is, isn't going to have control over the roadmap at that point. Um, but, uh, but I'm certainly looking, looking forward to, to the day when uh when you know people 
regulators who worry about uh, about about uh, the 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 way ratings agencies and uh, and risk is dealt with in traditional finance start worrying about DeFi uh, because that that will be the the absolute signal that um, we've become that important. Okay. Well, I hope you're you're getting harassed as much as you'd like in about <laughs> two or three years. I know. I know that's um, a, it's a perverse thing to say, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> so and on I that think note, uh, yeah. Bob, yeah. I think Bob ZF had a question. He just DM'd me, and he couldn't raise his hand. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so I've invited. You make him might be a speaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You there, Bob? Maybe Bob can DM you the question. I I think Bob has uh, joined from like mobile. From the mobile, from not from the mobile. Yeah. 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 Maybe if you could, Bob, if you're if you're listening, just DM the question to Kalia, and I'm sure he'll be kind enough to answer it. While we're waiting, I'll just remind everyone we will have this uh, recording available on Discord. Uh, I think we'll get a, the links will be on Discord, on Twitter. I think it'll be on YouTube and Spotify and a few other um, platforms. Um, so, and we'll also be tweeting out some, just uh, some follow-up from this and uh, just a summary of this discussion. I think it's... Uh, she definitely deserves to be heard by a wider audience. So, any luck? Any luck from uh, from our friend Bob? Uh, he is typing. Ah. One minute. Yeah, okay. luckily I don't think we've said anything too controversial, so we're not going to get kicked off any of those platforms. Exactly, and I don't think you're going to have. Unfortunately, it wasn't provocative enough to get the regulators on you right now, but uh, <coughs> you had your no, chance. No, no. But you have to wait a bit. <laughs> You had the chance to give Ovid the triple the A minus rating. Are you downgraded Ovid? That would have been that would have been enough to get the regulators on you, I think. Yeah, yeah, that would that's in seismic shockwaves to the financial system. <laughs> <laughs> Paul likes to say, if I'm not nervous about the uh, the things we're doing, we're doing something wrong, and and he makes me nervous. So I guess we're doing something right here. Well, very smart that you're handing over to the community, right, as a longer-term strategy. So I think uh, hopefully by the time the regulators, you know, get interested in this space in a significant way, you're fully decentralized and it's less of an issue. Yeah, Fingers well, I can, I can tell you this is the last thing on their dance card. Um, they've got, <laughs> they, have, they have many, many other things to worry about. Uh, so Bob said he lost connection, but he just wanted to give a shout out and say there's a group at DebtDAO um, looking at some of these same problems. Um, so, uh, yeah, look up DebtDAO, check them out. Um, okay. Otherwise, I think that's it. Okay. Well, thanks thanks for that, Bob. And thanks again, Paul and Kalia, for joining us. Torun, thank you as well. And everyone who participated, um, have a wonderful weekend. And uh, yeah, uh, much success. Thank you. Thanks very much for having us. Have a good weekend. Thank you all. Thanks, Take everyone. Care. Thanks, thanks.